Brady. If you're ready to go, I'm ready to go. Here we go in three, two, one. Hey there, guys. This is Not A Competition Podcast with your hosts, Sean Brady and the esteemed Mario Adamo Jr. Brady, how's it going? Happy to be here. As always, week 12, just a few short weeks until the fantasy playoffs begin. Three le- three weeks in most leagues, so really coming down to the wire here. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Ooh. Shit's going haywire, you know? Because every team feels so even in every league this year. It's like... I'm I'm not going into the playoffs confident in any team. Even if my, all my teams make it, I'm not like, oh, this team's gonna gonna do well. It would take like a big game by the other team to knock them out. I'm always like, I don't know, man. Anything could fucking happen. This shit's wild out here. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. So, uh, you know, feeling a little uneasy with uh with the playoffs coming up. I feel like the league. You know, you usually have a couple of weeks where you're like, who's good, who's bad, like what players are good, what players are bad, and I'm still sitting here like, is Allen Robinson dog shit or is he okay? Like, is he, <laughs> are, are we back? Like, now that like Cooper Cup's up? Like, I have no idea what any of these players are doing. Are people starting Geno Smith? Like, he's, he's the number 10 QB or something. Like, are people starting him? I don't think so, but like, it's just crazy. Is Cam Akers secretly the guy? Did it only take 12 weeks for Henderson to get dropped so that way Cam Akers is now the true bell cow? I, they're so fucking <laughs> messed up over there on the Rams that they don't know what the hell they're doing. Like when they used Henderson only, they did well. And yeah. then they brought Cam back and made it like a committee again, and they weren't that great. And then they weren't, they had one game where Cam did pretty well, but like they just kind of. They went from doing well with Henderson to they were like, all right, since we can't trade Cam, Henderson, get two carries this week. And I'm like, he just <laughs> did well. He was your guy. I don't get it, man. I don't get what the hell they're doing over there. Absolutely. I don't know, man. Boggled my mind. Yeah, because the whole. Crazy. I remember thinking, like, Cam Akers was never going to take a snap for this team again. And now it's like, mm-hmm. he's our guy, him and Cairo. It was. It seemed like more of a. They wanted to keep him fresh for a trade. They were looking to trade him, so they didn't want him getting hurt. But they framed it more like it seemed like he was in trouble or something, or like they had a falling out or something. But really, they didn't. It was just like they were gonna trade him. It seemed like I don't know. I thought it was a whole another Calvin Ridley situation where the man just needs to step away from the game. But it turns Maybe, out, yeah. it turns out not. I don't know. It's it's a crazy thing, but it's wild, wild. Yeah, but. Oh my gosh. Let's... Let's get into our games here. We got a shorter episode for you guys today. We got to get some shit done with the Thanksgiving weekend coming up. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little shorter here. So I'm going to go pretty quickly through my teams here. My friends league, we're now 6-5. and five. We lost. Oh. We put up 175, wow. which is the third best, third best in the league, um, but lost to 179. Wow. Um, and oh. then the highest was 180. So we were... We were right there in the thick of those teams. Had some good performances by Joe Burrow. Had David Montgomery starting because Tom Brady was out in the uh, in the Superflex because I just didn't <laughs> I didn't want to pick someone up. He got me twenty one though, so he did great. Uh, nice Devontae job. put up a thirty three spot. T Higgins did great. Ramondre did good. Um, so it all went well over there. It was just he had Travis Kelsey the last game uh, of Sunday. Going. And Travis Kelsey put up 35 
so, tight end. Not great. Mario, if you know, I also played against Travis Kelsey in your league, which we'll get to later. So Travis Kelsey Ooh. literally <laughs> handing me L's all week. Um, if the Patriots didn't beat the Jets with that farce of a game, then it would have been a complete loss of a, oh, a if Sunday. Only. If but, only. God, what a what a disaster. My only hope here, speaking of um, Cam Akers news here, mm. my hope is that it's not Cam Akers they're seeking to use more. It's Kyron Williams they're seeking Kyra. to use more. So I have him on my bench, got 5.4 points last week. I don't know if that was mostly like receptions and he only got like 14 yards or something, but um, who knows. But hopefully that's the direction they're moving and Not that I'm using Henderson on any team anyway. But let's take it to the good Christian boys over here. My home league, they lost as well. Oh. Uh, they're 7-4 and four now. Um, they look like they were going to win. Um, everything looked great. Then Najee Harris is like, hey, I know I've scored like <laughs> over 10 points uh, once or twice. Sorry. Twice. One 10.1, one 10.9. Um, so he's never scored over 11 points. He decided, no, today's the day. Drop a 23 in standard. Jalen did his usual thing. Josh Jacobs did his usual thing. T. Higgins was on his team. The one league, he's not on my team. Oh, and, uh, you know, it, it couldn't. the Patriots' defense did their best to get me there. So did Devontae Adams, uh, who got 26. But Christian McCaffrey, in this weird-ass, super strong San Francisco offense, but weird running back committee they have going on. They love Elijah. Got 10.6, but not, not enough to get me home there so it all uh all fell apart and the lord giveth giveth and the lord taketh away the story of nick falk this season is insane he's like <laughs> what if i got you 17 this week and helped win it for you and then the next week he's like dude i don't know man i, I get it it was windy but he's like i'll kick the i'll kick the one field goal and miss two here's your one point and then at the end he got the extra point ending the week with two points uh just <laughs> a hero a oh. sad, a sad day for us at the good Christian Boys Industries. He really but is. Let's talk about. Um, he's the Tyler Lockett of kickers. Like you said that the he other really day, is. and I was like, "That's insane! Don't say that on him." But he might be. He, he really be. is, man. <laughs> if you, if you, before we get into your team, which had a huge win, maybe the biggest margin in league history, because <laughs> you scored a solid one twenty-seven, uh, which is like. If you score 127, you better win that week or else it's crazy. Because that's like one of the higher scores you'll have all season Definitely. Um, there. And then the person you faced scored a gentleman's 43. So he basically would have lost to Travis Kelsey and Devontae Adams um, this week. But um, before we get into that big game, I just want to look here at Nick Foles' points. Yeah, I'm read them down. 1, 4, 10, 6, 18, 7, 2, 21, 17, 2. Oh. <laughs> He's just fucking all over the place. Yeah, that hot streak for a bit. 21, 17. Yeah, two, two, two like plus 17 games is nuts. That's why he's so high, though. He's like Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's always top 20, <laughs> top 25. But then when you play him, he gets you four points, and you're like, what the fuck is this guy? It's like, how is he top 25? I can't keep playing these games, so you bench him. And he's like, here's my three yeah. touchdowns. Each one came on an 80-yard <laughs> yeah. slant. And it's like, what the fuck, Tyler Lockett? <laughs> God damn it. 
Oh my god, you already... Uh, but take us through your uh, colossal win here. Let's talk about what went right. Oh my gosh, so off to Grandma. Uh, you know, last week we were talking about, like, to my surprise, Good Christian Voice was in that number one spot, and I was also tied with Cortland Red Dragon, so it was like the whole Brady household and myself. So we had to quickly dispel yeah. that. We had to quickly take our place <laughs> back at the top of the standings. Um, a gentleman's 127. Everything went right that could have mm-hmm. went right. I mean... Um, for all my wide receivers and running backs, got at least 15 points. I even had Jamal Williams and his three touchdowns on my bench. Uh, but if I'm looking at it, the player who actually scored the fewest, I would have had to replace Austin Eckler to start Jamal Williams. That would have been my biggest bump, so no harm there. Yeah, which I don't think was uh, ever really running through your head <laughs> no, before just... the games. Like, what if I sit Eckler this week? It was I don't just... know. It was between him and David Montgomery, who ended up getting 18 himself, so no love lost yeah. there. Yeah, I, I mean, the guy I went up against, he had Chase Edmonds and Caleb Huntley as his running backs, who combined for 1.2 points. So, <laughs> that's just tough to yeah. see. I mean, yeah. he, he had DJ Moore, which, <laughs> like, as a as a DJ Moore manager, like, I know his pain. He had Keenan Allen on the bench. I guess he didn't trust him coming back just yet. Like, just looking at his right. team, it's a lot of bad bye weeks. He had some bad people. Like, he has Javante Williams, Brees Hall on IR. Uh, Kyler is on the bench. So, definitely this guy seeing had a tough season. But, yeah, we show no yeah. mercy in this dojo. This is a very strong team you have here. There's two issues. Ooh. One, Lamar Jackson Lamar forgot how to is play. becoming a little bit more of a, a – Yeah, he's becoming a little bit more of a question mark than you'd like. Number two – coaching wise just hard decisions to make because when you get when you get uh williams you have here on your bench you have montgomery zeke and eckler to choose from one guy is you're gonna have to make a choice and i'm guessing that's gonna be probably if williams is keeping this up i don't know if it's between zeke and montgomery because zeke he's losing work to pollard it's worked for him a little because he scored but like, scores. if he doesn't score and he doesn't, he has a slower game. Like, he he's the scariest one. David Montgomery, God only knows, man. That guy's all over the place. Khalil Herbert goes off sometimes, but then other times they don't use him still for some reason. So, just a lot of decisions. Even wide receiver wise, you have Debo who's going to be locked in, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But then you have Lockett and Kirk, who are both solid. And then Palmer did great last week, and it's like, how long is Williams going to be out or whatever? And is he going to be that that guy every week? Or A lot of decisions to be made for this team. A lot of decisions. So we're hoping those decisions, hopefully that just means there's no wrong ones. And off to Grandma can work on defending its title go for the three-peat the legendary three-peat the one where it's like we're gonna get to the point where your friends just kick me out of this league which is what we hope for yeah who knows man who knows what happens <laughs> in the secret um, group chat that i'm not in because i get the group chat once a year when it's like how many keepers are we doing to same as last year we don't, okay. do a, we don't do a football group chat yeah they're not like your league like they don't talk about football unless like i see them in person i'm like yo your team sucks. Yo, <laughs> like, we don't really talk shit at all uh, in our league. I'm in the same group chat as you, which is the once a year, like, <laughs> when are we doing the draft? Yeah. yeah. What's your Venmo again? I can't again? let them yeah. die. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, don't let it die, please. Like, this is actually, like, I planned for this in, like, my annual budget. Like, I have a wedding coming up. And I'm like, Angela, don't worry. <laughs> we got some money coming in. 
<laughs> guy, guy gets lucky two years in a row, and all of a sudden it's an annual budget. Mm, mm. I do quite well in your league, also. Mark. Oh my god, I'm great! Factor in that sucker. Great segue. How'd you do in my league this this year, Brady? This week. This week did not do well. We went to six and five here. We're third in the league now. It's another game where going into it, we were gonna win. So this this one really frustrated me. This this game. Um, so let me look at our matchups here on the side. So, uh, going in, we were projected, like, as the, as the game went on, we were projected to win by, like, a shit ton at some point. Like, if you, I'm looking at my little live <laughs> chart here, and, uh, and he was projected for, like, 58 to my, like, 80 or something like that. And, um, then, and so I saw he didn't have a kicker. His kicker was on bye. Or something. So I was like, okay. Uh, if he's like close, I'll grab the kicker tonight and drop my... I didn't want to drop a kicker because, you know, like, I have a good kicker in this league. I think I have Suckup, who's like yeah, number three. Up. And I was like, I just, I'd rather keep him if I can. Um, so I didn't want to drop him to pick up another kicker unless it meant locking in the win. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we went on... Travis Kelsey comes into play and he just fucking skyrockets. And then I had, um, I think I had one person left. Uh, you had the Cardinals defense. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals defense was left. Um, and so the kicker, (laughs) the kicker he had, he then picked up the kicker Sunday before the night game. Mm. I wasn't going to do it until after the night game. Like when I saw the results or whatever. And so once he, once I went to, like, I was like, oh, Travis Kelsey's doing good. I should pick up a kicker. I looked at Robbie Gold, and he wasn't on. Because Robbie and and uh, the Cardinals kicker were both on free agents. Okay. So I would have had to pick up two. I don't think I could pick up one, drop him, and then pick up the other, and he'd be wavered. No, I don't think whatever. he can either. So I would have to drop two players in order to do it, which would be one, my suck-up, and then uh, some other guy on my team, which would have been doable if it would have locked in the win. But... Here we are. Um, anyway, and uh, Kelsey goes off, and then he puts in Robbie Gold, who gets eight, and then Arizona Cardinals. If I was ahead and picked up the kickers, I could have just benched their ass. Um, they got negative four, so a total of I lost twelve points basically in that last game. Didn't really matter that much because I lost by nineteen in the end, seventy-five to ninety-four. Mm-hmm. Um, so my decision. To not pick up the kicker didn't really bite me in the ass just because Kelsey went fucking crazy. This is a standard league, and he scored 30 points. So not much we could do there. T. Higgins tried to get it done. I had a miserable performance out of Deontay Foreman, who I was debating whether I wanted to even start uh, over whoever I had on my bench um, last week. But did not make the right choice on that one. Um, But... What are you going to do? Oh, I was going to start Gibson. I think he got like 10 points. Gibson got 10. So, so, that's a little... so I, I lost eight points on that one. Still wouldn't have mattered, but, you know. The graph. The tough, graph is what does it game. for me. With the how it just like, it goes up and then it flatlines and then it goes back down. It's just like, oh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, here you are. You're sitting at like. 80 points and then it was like what if your defense just lose oh yeah because it goes up because they get 10 to start when they first walk in right yeah they have zero yards allowed and stuff mm-hmm. and it was like no thanks negative four please <laughs> <laughs> insane yeah absolutely but brutal what are you gonna do 
No, what do you, I mean, no shame in losing to the second place team. You drop to third at six and five. I am seventh place at five and six. So the one game <laughs> it's difference. Crazy. And eighth place, who I just beat, like he's also five and six. So it's like the di- third place and eighth place is just the one game difference. Well, that's my big worries here is that like if these games leading up, we're almost in playoffs now. If mm-hmm. like a game goes bad for you leading up to this, you you just you can be out of it. If you, you just be- <laughs> happen to face the two teams that get the highest score each week, you just get unlucky and your team plays well. It's the the fantasy like I'm doing the best I'm doing what I should do and it's not working kind of fantasy thing that is is frightening here. So uh, I think everybody I'm facing is in that top eight for my last couple of games here. So like they're gonna be harder games and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm in the same Kinda boat. Kind of crazy. I mean, I play week thirteen will be a big one. You and I square off, um, and both of us. I mean, if I'm mm-hmm. a six and six. Um, that if we're both six and six, I know you're going to be looking to go seven and five, but if I win and you lose both six and six, that could definitely mm-hmm. have a big impact on the fantasy playoff seating. Um, Oh, I see this. It's going to be fucking nuts. man. It's oh my God. Nuts. All the head to heads. It has to factor in. Oh my God. I so my matchup, uh, this was this was the Raquette Wright game. Entering this game, we had the biggest losing streak in the league at, at four straight losses. We finally got it right. We strung a win together, putting up a nice 105, the second most points in the league this week. We're actually going up against the team that put up the most points at 115 this week. So still not a cakewalk for us going forward. Justin Fields finally dropped between four. The problem was Justin Fields was scoring too many points. He was scoring 40 points. The rest of my team couldn't really, like, they were getting embarrassed. They went back in their shell. But now that Justin Fields only put up 22, we were able to, the rest of the team gave a boost. So this week, I'll say, like, this is when it needs to really kick in for us. Because right now we're on the bubble. We're on the seventh seed. So we don't make it in if the season ends today. But next week, like this upcoming week, week 12, we're upgrading our wide receivers from Alan Lazard and DJ Moore to Jalen Waddle and hopefully Jamar Chase comes back this week. So if we can get both yeah. of those guys, that all of a sudden is a huge bump in our production. We're really hoping that's what it takes to like get us ready for this playoff push. Could be killer. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But that's that's We're looking at defenses now for next week. Oof. Ooh, if you listen, not a lot of good options. Not a lot of good options. If you listen to uh, the QB list waiver, I'm back on that pod. So we gave a couple defenses out there. Oh, look at you guys! Yeah, I think you have. Uh, let me check if I have a higher waiver priority than you, so I know if I can share some tips here. I am. Why are you trying to get a? You're trying to get a defense as well. Can I? I heard you're supposed to keep your pick. You know, you know, um, what actually killed me, and, like, I talked about this when I lost to the worst team in the league. This I picked up the Cowboys defense because this guy dropped him, and I didn't even start him this week. Mm-hmm. I was afraid in the matchup. They put up 16 points. So if I would have lost because I didn't revenge game, I would have never forgiven myself. But it's like, always start the player in the revenge game. That's the lesson here. Cowboys defense smoked mm-hmm. the Vikings. <laughs> Um, 
We want to talk about your win, and then we'll get into. Uh, we're gonna quickly go through our web wagers. So yeah. We can wrap this one up. No, I think. Yeah, I kind of just went into the win there. I did lose in both of my other league, in like both of the ones we don't really talk about, the big dynasty and the QB list. So like, maybe we're starting to sweat a little bit there. But I think we can go ahead. I can uh, even start jumping over to the odds of last week. Those were super quick. That's where we just pick against the spread against each other. Um, we do it every week and we just kind of talk about the differences. We only had one difference last week. It hurt me so much to see if it didn't go my way. It was Carolina at Baltimore. The spread was Baltimore minus 12. I don't even think 12 points got scored in this game. Carolina covered, uh, of course. And then I think we had, you did lose in sleeper. I just checked. Yeah. Tied now. Yeah, I lost in the sleeper. I've been losing a couple bit in sleeper. Oh, actually, here's a quick follow-up on that sleeper story about the guy who wanted DeAndre Hopkins back. Um, oh, yeah. Someone else ended up making me an offer uh, around DeAndre Hopkins, and so I ended up sh- no. I ended up shipping DeAndre Hopkins and Mixon for Austin no. Eckler. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> the guy never responded. You're such a villain. When I you're asked such the guy, a villain. When I asked the guys, like, if you're this incompetent, let me know. We'll write this wrong. You never said anything. And then someone else you're, messaged you're me. You're such so a fucking villain. And, I mean, we got a deal done. So you got rid of Mixon. I did get rid of Mixon. That hurt, but Mixon then, then Mixon took that personally and got concussed. So that's that might be on me. <laughs> you're such a villain. I love it. I, mostly because I'm not the one being victimized like you, when you make trades in this other league. Oh, my God. What do you mean? The Kenneth Walker trade was the biggest robbery of 2022. But it was risk. It could have gone either way. Uh, all right. Five by fives. Um, we only had two differences last week, or two hits last week, so I'll just cover those. The five by five, what we do is we look at the uh, projections, and then we look at who is, is that number 10 spot, and we give them a range of one to five, six to ten, 11 to 15 and just kind of all the way down until a couple arbitrary limits. Uh, so for the hits, um, we're looking at Dak Prescott. Brady had 6 to 10. I had 11 to 15. Brady cashed that in. He finished 6 to 10. Uh, and then lastly, we had Alvin Kamara. Um, Brady had him 11 to 15. Maybe that little speak into existence because he has Kamara. I said he was 16 to 20. Fell in that 16 to 20 range. Um so love to see that. And then the last thing that we do every week is our picks. That's where we each just pick a player to go head-to-head um, where we can't repeat players, but it's just kind of like a pool we do against each other, and we see who scores more points. So Brady got uh, two points. It looks three points. He got Mahomes over Lamar Jackson. He got Terry McScorin over. It's AJ actually Brown. four here. I didn't, I didn't do the McCaffrey, but he scored like 14 or something. Yeah, okay. I thought I saw that and I was like, "Do they both score exactly six point two? I didn't argue it. So, no, no, no. I just had that as a placeholder, so I knew when I checked it later for McCaffrey's, he had to beat that. Gotcha. Um, so here we go. Brady making up some ground this week with four out of six on the picks on the player picks. Team M's really pulling out for him. Mahomes, McCaffrey, McLaurin, and McManus all beat Jackson, Mixon, R.I.P. A.J. Brown, and Gano. And then my two dubs were Cole Komet and the Baltimore Ravens defense over Cincinnati's defense. That moves us on the season to 73 me, 72 you. Does it? But but that counts the season stats, which some, some of them are just like 
filled in for the time being, like this person's leading the division who you picked or whatever. And then it's missing a bunch that just we can't decide yet. Um, so it's not a complete, but I have four there. So if we were, since I'm ahead by one, we'll take one off. So there's three. And then, um, so you're, I think in weeklies, you're up by three still on the season. Whew. That's what I believe uh, we have going on there. Um, but I just wanted to mention Tyler Higby in our five by fives. I had him five to 10 or six to 10. He came in 11th, got passed by uh, George Kittle on Monday oh. night and got bounced out of there. <laughs> so he came in 11th place. So just missed out on those points. Um, That's tough. But let's take it you know what? over to – Oh, last, I got to talk Go about this Higby thing is that so, so often we have a player where like one of us says 10 and the other says the 15 range. Higby is that rare case where I had him 16 to 20. So he, this isn't like that right. big, big swing. Oh, all right. Yeah. Good. He didn't move from me to you at least, which all was right, nice. Okay. And then, uh, there was, uh, another one that was like that. I feel like Kamar. No, I think going in Kamar looked like he was going to be that, but then, um, he, he was like, because I have 15, you have 20. And he was like at 15 or 14. But that was before Sunday night's games and mm. um, and uh, Mondays. Um, and I think after Sunday night's games, he had moved into like 16th or something, which made it official swing. Um, but yeah, hate to see it. Hate to freaking see Love it. Love to see it. Well, um, a lot of points should happen this week with all these odds differences. Yeah, we have a lot of odds going on this week. We'll get into that right now. Buffalo at Detroit with Buffalo being nine and a half point favorites. I selected Buffalo. Mario, seeing the positive uh, play of Detroit and seeing Buffalo be shaky these last couple of weeks, decided to go with Buffalo. Um, we have the Giants at Dallas with Dallas being nine point favorites. I went with the New York Giants somehow. Oh, never picked New York. What happened? Um, because Dallas, especially in uh, in uh, divisional games, they're all over the fucking road. I, since they've looked good the last couple of games, my friend like recently popped off about this Minnesota game. I have a Jet friend and a Dallas friend. They're Lindsay's college friend's husbands. Ooh. And we're in a group chat together. And mostly we just shit on the Jets and the Jet fans like, but no. Um, so like, uh, but this time the Cowboy fan... Um, is popping off for the first time. He never pops off because he's a Cowboy fan and he has a level head. So he's like, we always look like it's going to be good and then it doesn't get good. But I think something in that Minnesota game excited him. So he was like, you guys see those, the Cowboys How about games? them Cowboys? So, um, but I, as I explained, the better they look, the more dangerous it is for them because then they're going to flop. <laughs> like, yeah. when they look shaky, like, that's when they're at their best. Um... So, I expect it to be within nine. Um, Mario thinking Dallas is going to run him over because Giants did not do great last week. So, I guess you're you're looking at it like the Giants have turned the corner on their impressive start and are now being the Giants. That's exactly it. Giants are phonies. Um, and then also... They, dude, they've been phonies. I guess they have been phonies. They, I mean, it's just so crazy because they started 7-2 <laughs> and two, and it's like this would be a heartbreaking way to like... Like if... If you were to tell a Giants fan at the start of the year, it's like, hey, you're going to go 9-8 and eight and like just miss the playoffs or something. It's like, okay, 
I could live with that. Fucking A. Yeah. The, yeah. But then it's like, oh, you're actually going to go 7-2, and two, and then you're only going to win two games after that in this burnout. Yeah. Like, that is just a different kind of heartbreak. Here's a question. That's such an interesting team. Let's say they go 10-7. and seven. Let's say they win three of their, their last games here. Go 10-7. and seven. Mm. Make playoffs. Either lose or even get lucky in the divisional round and get or wild card round and get past it. Mm. Um, what the hell are they doing? Like you can't want dimes still. Oh my <laughs> god, that's the brutal right? part. Is that after you already said like we're not picking up your fifth year option? Like, and this is almost yeah. the worst case because it's supposed to be like a good quarterback draft class next year. Like you have like C.J. Stroud, some other guys. So it's just like you guys outperformed your draft pick. Now you're gonna get like what like a mid-20s if you make the playoffs and it's like for what oh and danny dimes is gone so now we're just gonna suck yeah i mean here's what i say like they just signed jimmy garoppolo next year that's better than danny dimes anyway so they're still gonna be fine i guess but it's gonna be weird danny dimes is now gonna be a weird player we're like almost tebow-esque i feel like we're like he won with a team but nobody nobody's going to want nobody him. Nobody wants him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's going to be – it's kind of like – I, I want to say it's like Foles. But the problem is I think Foles is good. Not great, but I think he's solid. Mm-hmm. Where I don't think Danny Dimes is necessarily. So it's just an interesting situation they have over there. Same with the Jets, but the Jets is kind of more clear because they can easily drop Wilson. And I see trade rumors for Aaron Rodgers are happening. Ooh, I was going to say, I wanted to just get this so that way when it happens, eventually we can credit me first, is that I think the Jets are going to make a big push for Jimmy G come this offseason. That's what my Jet fan thinks. He's like, if we just get Jimmy G in there, I'm like, Jimmy G's fine. You'll probably make, if Brees Hall comes back and runs how he is running and your defense plays as well as they did this year you could probably make playoffs with jimmy g but i don't think you're winning with jimmy g i i think that they are very close to being a san fran of the afc if jimmy g comes because you have you have that super bowl defense you have jimmy g your weapons are good enough like Brees hall is no mccaffrey but i could think he's like that elijah mitchell-esque your wide receivers are mm. You got Garrett, Garrett Wilson. I like him. Elijah but, Moore, um, yeah. Elijah Moore seems to need, like, he needs to go to the Patriots when he was drafted and just be, like, strictly, He's yeah, talk to. But the Patriots and Jets are almost the same team, which is the weirdest thing. Just a strong-ass defense, good run game. They kind of <laughs> both have two good backs, too. Like, yeah. you got Ramondre and Harris, and then on the they had Brees and um carter and now they have carter and robinson so like and then two qbs who are not that great i think mac is better than zach and i know people like skills wise he's not sure Mm -hmm. but like the way he plays is better than mac (laughs) like however you want to put it like he may not have the skills but tom brady doesn't have the skills when he was drafted in after he won a super bowl every single year since then (laughs) it's all brady doesn't have the actual skills that Aaron Rodgers has that Mahomes has that whoever has mm. that Peyton Manning has but but <laughs> he just keeps winning right like sometimes it's like a lot of the mind and so like mindset could help or even just reading a field Zach Wilson may just have a terrible read of the field but have all the skills though some of the throws he's making 
A little funny. A little, little Great shaky. tweet from a guy. Yeah. He was like, yeah. you guys, you can't get, you can't, you can't blame it all on Zach. It was hitting receivers in the chest like uh, McCordy just dropped it, hit him right in the chest. Aww. And then Jets fans are outraged and they're like, nothing hit their chest because they thought he was being serious instead of just memeing on them. But they're so good. No, but let's move forward here so we can get out of here on time. Um, New England at Minnesota, New England um, being underdogs by three points. Um, this is one I kind of knew you were going to pick against me on. Um, and I feel like Minnesota should cover, but I think the defense is really good. And I think if Dallas's defense can hold them, Patriots defense has a chance to hold them as well. And so if they just trip and fall into a touchdown or two, it could be a close, uh, a close game or a new England win. Um, and it's at Minnesota, so they don't have the fun plane ride to look forward to afterwards. So they don't play as hard. Uh, <laughs> Denver at Carolina. This is like never pick the Jets 2.0. I finally decided I'm just not picking Denver anymore, Ooh. even against Carolina. It's just like they just upset you. I'd rather lose picking the other team than lose picking the Denver Broncos. I think I'm more banking on the Broncos just getting like a pick six off of Sam Darnold, and then the game ends seven nothing, and it's like, yep, we did it. <laughs> Even seven to three, like, all right, Carolina kicked a field goal, but we got the pick. No, six. they're gonna need two. They're gonna need two, maybe three. They have to score eighteen points in order to oh win, and uh, impossible. Will they? Is the real question. Um. Then we have Cincinnati at Tennessee with Cincinnati being one and a half point favorites. Kind of a coin flipper one here. Mm -hmm. I like Cincinnati better as a team. Like I like rooting for them. So I just picked them. Mm. I like Ken. Any, uh, I, uh, something about, um, the coach over there, not Will Fork, but, um, he just knows how to get like his guys going. I don't know. Vrabel? Vrabel. Vrabel Yeah, it's Vrabel. Yeah, it's Mike Vrabel. Like for whatever reason, like whenever they're underdogs, I feel like Tennessee just like comes out and is like, Hey, yeah, like, even though we don't have a Mahomes or whatever, it's like, yeah, we may get back. Like, they always play hard, and I, I like them. Right. Here. But I do like Cincinnati, so that's, this was a tough one. I feel like teams need to score on them quickly in order to have a chance against them. Because if you keep <clears throat> it an even game, by the third quarter, your defense is beaten up by Henry so much that it starts being like Henry can just get first downs on his own, and you don't even need to throw anymore. And then they just they score in the third. And then you get the ball back, they score again. And you're like, uh-oh, like it's getting away from us. I think they're like a hanger team like that. Mm. Um, whereas if Cincinnati puts up two touchdowns right off the bat, which Cincinnati's a high-scoring team usually, mm -hmm. so possible, um, then I think they start going to the passing game more. You're putting the ball more in Tannehill's hands, which worked out well for them last week, I believe, uh, or the week before. I forget which one he did real well on. Uh, with Traylon Burks. Uh, last I think week. it was last week. Yeah, 11. Yep. Um, so it worked out well in that case, but it's not always going to – it's their weaker side of offense. So if you can force them to use it more than they want to, it's like how the Patriots play the Jets. Okay, we're just going to block the run. Go ahead, Zach Wilson. <laughs> do your worst. And it's like, uh Except In the first game, you saw that a little bit more because he actually could throw in that game. It wasn't, like, windy as hell. Mm. But, like, especially when Patriots, you know Bill Belichick going into that game, knowing what the wind was going to be like. Oh, he was. And knowing that's their specialty. He had, like, the Grinch little, like, smile <laughs> curl up. <laughs> just thinking that. From the movie. He's like, <laughs> um, 
Atlanta at Washington. Washington four-point uh, favorites. Washington's been playing well. I think they're six and uh, they're five and five or something like that now. Six and five, maybe. Um, and uh, they're playing well. Atlanta was playing well and has started playing worse recently, losing Kyle Pitts. Where six and five production-wise, he might not make a difference, but he's also a good blocker and he diverts attention. Yeah. So that they can do dumps to other people. He could drag two guys downfield if he goes deep and then dump off to Cordaro in the um, in the flat there. Um, but uh, that's my thought process. You have other plans here? You just Atlanta you like covers. Atlanta this year as a fun team. Atlanta just covers. They they're they're <laughs> they a fun team and they cover. Like, good teams win, great teams cover. Atlanta's a great team. Fours a lot of points. <laughs> It's a boatload. In the Patriot Jet game last week, it was. Oh, my God. Um, Raiders at Seattle. Seattle, three and a half point favorites. Um, I've, Raiders are kind of in the same boat as Denver to me. I pick them a lot mm. because I th- I'm a fantasy be. football player. Yeah. I'm a fantasy football player. So I see Devontae Adams and Carr on the same team, and I'm like, they should be good. Josh Jacobs, Jacobs is doing well. I'm like, they should end. be great. Yeah. <laughs> but I so I, I picked them a lot going in this year in a lot of games, I think. And I'm starting to recalibrate and being like, you got to make these predictions as a football fan, not as a fantasy football fan. And just the team's just not there. And Seattle's team is there. They've done they've kind of slowed momentum wise, but they haven't played poorly in that slow. They've just been getting beat. So my my thought is that they should win this one. Three and a half is like right on that. Las Vegas knows it's like right on that edge where I'm like, ah, no, I don't know. That's a lot. But um, that's where I'm sitting with that one. That's exactly what we're hoping for. Oh, I didn't didn't pick my lock-in this week. I'll pick that one. Um, While you pick your lock-in, I just want to say to the Buffalo-Detroit game, something uh, I forgot to mention was that Detroit is – actually has the longest win streak in the NFC at three wins. So I like just like the hot momentum they got. Yeah. So that's, that's that. I love Detroit as a team. I think they're fun. And if you get solid Goff, then you'll, they'll be solid. They have good receivers. Um, and, uh, that run game, I don't know what's going on with, uh, your boy over there. Um, what's his name? Not Uh, Williams. Swift. Swift, yeah. What's going on with Swift over Swift, there? It's he's a weird usage. Swift might be the freaking what's it called? The Kyle Pitts of running backs. He's taken in an early round. You should probably stop starting him, but I've realized I can't stop. I have to just start both, and I think that's what. But it hasn't hurt you. He always trips and gets a touchdown, so he ends with ten points. Sometimes. So it always like. He's been like, I feel like it hasn't hurt you yet. You're like, I'm playing both of them. I saw Williams get three touchdowns, and I was like, helps. oh, Swift's got to be a fucking empty spot on that roster. And no, he's got like ten points because he fell and got a touchdown in the end of the game too. Yeah, so like, like he gets one. I mean, like I'll say his last four weeks. So, okay, Swift's last four weeks is nine points with the touchdown, seven points with the touchdown, five points, no touchdown, obviously, and then nine points with the touchdown. So it's like minus a touchdown. five points, having having that on the game he didn't get the touchdown, his highest yardage total, 
that really helps. It kept it even the whole way. It through. kept it even. If he would have had a two a two point game, then it would have been a disaster. But like even still, it's like is this like his even with the touchdowns he got the most points he scored was nine points, and it's like this was supposed to be like a cornerstone we drafted around, and like he's not right. that mark. So I don't know. We are getting close to maybe like Palmer. Yeah, but you and... have the backup, so it didn't. It Thank didn't God kill we do. At least. Thank God. Imagine someone else did. This we wouldn't be this close to the playoffs. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing with him is uh, also um, that's the kind of player you always have. It's like a Connor, where he's touchdown dependent right now. Whereas I would have been like trying to move Swift because I'm looking at it and I'm like, Swift's got almost ten points in all in three out of the last four. That's an okay, solid player. So you give me this guy coming back from injury in two weeks. Like that's what my thought would have been with him. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I just don't like people who are when I look at their um, points without touchdowns, and it's like two, three, five, two, three. I'm like, I don't want this guy at all because touchdowns just can't be counted upon. And I will let's s- round it out here. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, last thing. Yeah, we'll hurry up. But um, week one, he had 144 rushing yards. Week two, he you know he still had 56 rushing yards, 31 receiving yards. So it's like early on, he still got the yardage, and then he got hurt for the four well, weeks. I think his injury, yeah, his injury <laughs> let Williams shine, and then he lost. He didn't lose his job because they, they still like Williams. him, they but he Williams. moved into a committee now. Yeah, they love Williams. definitely did not help him in the hard knocks thing. You could see, I think Deuce Stanley is the running backs coach and he like, he loves Williams and they just tolerate Swift. Yeah. Oh no. Um, so that's going to be an interesting draft next year between those two. If they're both still there, I don't know what their contracts look like. Um, week 12 picks. This is where we select someone at every position. We can't use them again. The rest of the season, they go head to head against the other person. I have Geno Smith going against uh, Herbert we have Ken Walker going against, oh, Taylor's still around. Jonathan Taylor's still sticking around for you. Yep. Justin Jefferson against Diggs, a powerhouse Great matchup. matchup. Great matchup. Schultz versus Kittle, another stronger tight end matchup. Denver going up against Marr, the kicker, playing defense. I don't think he's going to score any points. God um, damn and then it. Sanders against <laughs> Miami's defense. So if any of the defensive players need to come out and get a kick for Mario, could take Sanders down. Or Sanders may – maybe Denver goes minus four and, and Marr beats Denver's defense. Who knows? But um, I think they'll do pretty well against Carolina. So – can I tell you, right before this, I, like, went through and I swapped the order on all my things. I remember you like, oh, you always put them in backwards. So I swapped the order I enter them in, and I must have mm-hmm. – I don't know what I did. I must have swapped Are it. you sure you did it on picks and not five by five? Like, is 10 supposed to be Chase McLaughlin and 15 supposed to be Eagles? No, all oh, those are fine. Those <laughs> okay. are fine. Go all right, just making sure you didn't do it on the wrong one. While you adjust that, I'm going to go through our five by fives. This is where we pick what five – rank range the player's going to land in um and these are the number 10 players as voted by fantasy pros or espn espn ESPN. um kyler murray no free ads we both went 20 plus yeah i don't think he plays you may notice a trend in my picks here yeah (laughs) dalvin cook against new england i went 16 to 20 mario thinks he's gonna be top 10 in the 6 to 10 range um debo samuel uh at 40 plus uh (laughs) i went with Debo is one of those weird guys where, like, he just doesn't show up a game. Does he just, like, miss the bus? Like, Like, holy shit. (laughs) Well, in in my head, I haven't heard a lot about him. So I don't think he's 
what he was last year. I don't have any shares of him, so I can't really report well on him. So in my head, I was like, nah, he's just locketing, and this is a down week for him. Um, you have him in the 10 to 15, uh, 11 to 15 range. Foster Moreau. I just, I don't know, man. That guy's the same way. He either can have a <laughs> touchdown and get 40 yards or he can do nothing. So I'm picking the 20 yard option and I'm thinking that he finishes as outside the top 20. You have him pretty close in the 16 to 20 range. Then we have, uh, Chase McLaughlin, um, kicking for Indianapolis against Pittsburgh. I have him as my lock in the 6 to 10 range. You have him in the 11-15 range. Eagles defense and special teams uh, against Green Bay. I have going 11 to 15 and you have top 10 as your lock 6 to 10 range. Well, birds. They're debuting. They're all back all black helmets, all black jerseys, all black pants. That's also my birthday. Um so that'll be a big one. That one's for the birds. It's also the day that Sean Taylor died, so every day, every year on my birthday, my Twitter is just, like, really sad, because it's just, like, I follow a lot of football people, and they're like, this hero died. Uh, Oh, happy birthday to me, guys. Well, I appreciate you fixing your kicker and defense while I went through all that. I fixed it on on my thing, not on this. What, on your scorecard? Yeah, I fixed it on my thing, what? (laughs) Why? That's not where we keep score. It doesn't matter what's going on on your thing anymore. like that, we're at As long as the names are there. Thank you so much. Give us a follow. This podcast is going an extra 20 minutes now. Podcast will be tweeted. You're not going anywhere. Often. Thank you so much. Happy harvest to you and yours. Good night. Peace. Happy harvest. To you and yours.